We were talking yesterday about being positioned to receive. If you didn't see yesterday's um, really good conversation that yeah. we had about that, I thought. Yeah. And uh, did y'all did y'all get something out of it as well? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the you know one of the things that we are talking about in the two parts of life is part one is receive God's love, and so part two is give love back to God. And we can't operate in giving love back to God until we've received his love. And so one of the things that we need to do is, first of all, if part one comes before part two, we must become very good at receiving his love. So we have to get into a position to receive. And, uh, you know, it says we love because he first loved us. So if we don't receive his love, then we won't love him in that way. So we must receive his love first in in multiple areas. So we have the initial salvation experience where you, we can't love yeah. until we receive his love through salvation. Mm-hmm. That's our, our first love is Christ because he loved us. And then we have love to give <laughs> to other yeah. people. So a lot of times people are actually having trouble in their relationships and trouble in their marriages because they think that they're loving, but they don't know love yet. They don't know the the person who is love yet. They yeah. don't know God who is love. Yeah. And so that because they don't know him, they haven't received actual love. They've received worldly love which is feelings and emotion-based, but they've not received the spiritual love, the agape love of God. And so they're trying to give something to a spouse that they don't have to give. It's never going to work like that. Not well. It's never going to work in its fullness. Uh, It it can be fun. It can be good feelings, uh, but it can also be very bad feelings as well. So it has to be uh, something that is received of that love first, and then they can give that love to that spouse, and it'll work properly. Um, so one of the things that's very, very important is for us to, if we understand that process, um, if we understand that process, then what we actually see is if I'm not in a position to receive, I'm never going to operate the way that I should operate. Right. Yeah. And um you know, I'm never going to operate the way that I should operate. I've got to get in a position to receive. And so the Lord gave me four different areas to position ourselves. And the first three are dealing with who we are, spirit, soul, and body. Our so spirit, mind, will, and emotions, and the body, fleshly, our physical position. And then the fourth area to get prepared and ready to receive, position to receive, is in faith. Uh, we have to be in faith. And uh, so we've been, we're going to talk about these in more detail as we go and lay out some of those items, lay out some of those elements. But uh, we were talking really about some of the questions about being positioning and the general areas on Sunday. That's what we were talking about uh, yesterday, and that's what we're talking about today is just the importance of being positioned, yeah. the importance of being positioned to receive. And, uh, you know, if you're not, if you're not in a position to receive, um, then you're always going to have issue. You're yeah. always, nothing's going to flow the way that it should because you're not in position. You know, you think about it like on a football field, if, if a quarterback is throwing a pass to a receiver, if that receiver is not in the position to receive, it's going to be very difficult to receive. Mm-hmm. He may receive every now and then, 
but it's going to be very difficult yeah. if he doesn't run the right route and he's not where the play is designed. Okay, it's kind of like God sitting there as the quarterback. Hey, if you will go up here and slant to the left and be there out there about 20 yards, then that's where the that's where the ball's going to be. Right. That's where my goodness is going to be. That's where my love, that's where my plan, my purpose, my destiny yeah. for you is going to be. And so if we are obedient and we position ourselves, we're there and it can be easy for us, right? And God will tell us how to juke out the, you know, the defenders. You know, he can tell us how to, uh, you know, trick the enemy and be in a place where the enemy's not. God's got all that stuff figured out. The yeah. question is, are we hearing him and listening to him or are we listening to the bias of the world? Yeah. We've got to hear from him. We've got to get our relationship on that level. One thing, one thing about um, being in a position to receive is being able to hear him and knowing that God will give you, knowing that God will give you the pieces that you need when you need them yeah. and having a relationship that you trust. Yeah. So one thing that I have that's very, very strong and it's a confidence that I have is if, if I haven't heard from God, then I'm confident he's not speaking right. as long as I stay in humility, right. right? So in other words, I don't have to do anything different because I've not heard from him. I have a confidence in our fellowship, in our relationship, yeah. that I can hear from him and he's speaking to me. Yeah. I have a confidence in that. So I'm not sitting there wondering if I can hear from God. I know I can hear yeah. from God. And, and by building that fellowship and building my ability to hear from him, that allows me to get into the position to receive. Yeah. And uh, But God knows where the defenders are going to be. God knows where the enemy is going to be to try and steal, kill, and destroy. So he'll, he'll weave us right through the enemy's defenses, yeah. put us in a wide open space, give us a great pass, and we'll receive his blessings. Yeah. And we can do that time after time after time after time after time. Yeah. But we've got to yield ourselves. We must yield ourselves. So. Well, I think one, as you're talking, what comes up to me is how I used to think about this. And I was a very, in my own way, I had my own logic on it. So I was like, okay, position to receive means that God's going to physically put me in a place and physically in that place, I'm going to physically get something. Mm -hmm. And while there's a physicality to it, like the Lord will tell you physically go here. Right. And like he could say physically go to church on Sunday. However, he could tell me to go to church on Sunday, Marky to go to church on Sunday, has things for both of us. And I can physically be in a place and still not be positioned to receive from him. Yeah. Marky could receive so much from the Lord, but I may not because my heart isn't positioned. Like you were talking about being positioned in faith. Right. Like you can, so you can go through all of the steps doing, you know, the list of A, B, C, D and all the things that the Lord says to do. That's obedience. But obedience doesn't necessarily mean you're going to manifest the yeah. harvest and the blessing of God. That's that's what faith does. That's yeah. what that relationship with the Lord does. You can be obedient and not have your heart tied to it. Right. Like, right. And that was a concept I didn't understand. Yeah. And yeah. so when I'd see other people get blessed or they'd receive and I wasn't, I'm like, Lord, I've done yeah. all the stuff I've done. Yeah. I've done everything you've told me to do. I, I don't, I don't get it. And it's my heart wasn't positioned so correctly in, at that point. Yeah. And so while, listen, obviously, listen to every single word that comes out of pastor's mouth, but also realize there's a two-part to it. Like, there's the physical side to it, but there's also very much the spiritual side, yeah. and they go hand yeah. in hand. 
Well, that's, and that was actually where I was going to as well is, and if you would, remember what I said yesterday about uh, if you're waiting to see, uh, bring, mm-hmm. that, bring that back up because I, def- I want to capture that quote from yesterday. But, yeah. um, Buddy, if you have it, will you text yeah, it? Yeah, if you'll just put it up on the comments, it'll be fine. If you're waiting to uh, see something, <laughs> you've got to. And anyway, the paraphrase, yeah, but I don't yeah. But the issue was uh, one of the things I was getting ready to bring up and you and you touch on is if you're willing and obedient you'll eat the good land so for example uh nicole had a situation in her life where she had a certain action that she watched growing up in most of her life and that action was related to a negative thing Mm -hmm. well then once we got married i would act on that in that same way but my actions were completely love it wasn't negative, but because she connected that to the other, when I would actually give her an action of love, yeah. you know, I, I would react to her and give her an action of love because she had that negative experience. Her, she was, she was physically there, and she would physically hear that, and physically, you know, she would say. Most people would say, "Okay, she received it, but she didn't." Yeah. Because she wasn't willing in her heart to receive it, but receive it because she equated what I was doing to a negative. Yeah. And so although she actually physically was in position and physically it kind of looked like she received, she never received it for like 15 years right. of our marriage. And all of a sudden one day she said, Lord, why am I having issues with this? The Lord showed her that situation, and instantly she changed her heart and became real, willing to receive. And it's like it's like that action of love just took our our relationship to another level because willingness came in her heart. She wasn't just in position; she was willing. Yeah. And uh, part of our positioning is being willing to receive. Yeah. And uh, we have to we have to be willing in the sense of of obedience like what you're saying a lot of times we just see it as straight obedience and we don't see it as lord i know you're going to do great things here whether i want to do this or not see she didn't want she didn't want what i was giving because of the negative side of it that she grew up with but now that she dropped that and she realized that's not where brian's coming from now all of a sudden she actually received the the good of the land because her heart became willing over that Physically, she was in the right place, but not willingly. Yeah. No, not in her mind in that way, and not not in her reception of it in her heart. Yeah. And so that's it's a big deal. So that when we're being obedient, we're running the route that God gives us. We we've got to you know, it's kind of like this when the Lord said to me you know to me one day when you're not having any fun pastoring, and I, and my thoughts were, and I've said it many times, not a great moment for me, but my thoughts were, you're right, I'm not, you know, and uh, I didn't say it out loud, we were in church, but I was, I mean, I was getting ready to preach, and this is where, I was like, you're right, I'm not, and he says, you need to choose yeah. to be in joy, what was he telling me, you, I can't give to you mm-hmm. what I need to give to you, because you don't have willingness to receive it yeah. from me right now. And I was like, and I immediately I repented right there, and, and I and I chose uh, I chose to get back. So yeah. you know, get back, and instantly, I mean, within within minutes, the whole scenario was different, and it's been that way for yeah. years, and uh, it was amazing. 
I just I chose joy. In other words, I chose willingness, yeah. and it was it was really awesome. So, yeah, Abigail, yeah, that's it. Um, don't wait to be moved by what you see. Move yourself in expectation, then you will see. Yeah, yeah. It's some that sounds. You've reworked yeah. it a couple times. Yeah, I think yesterday. that was it. Yeah. I think one of the things, like in this in this area, is it's so easy to turn it into a payment. You know, I, yes. Okay, yeah. I'm positioned to receive. How can I receive? And go. And we've been talking about this a lot. The list and, yeah. and taking the action steps that we need to to get to receiving. But you don't. It's like if Luke came up to you and, and was like, "Hi, Dad. It's Christmas yeah. time. Here's all the things good that I've done this year. I yeah. want to remind you of them. I did this good and this good yeah. and this good and this good. So now I am worthy of all of these gifts yeah. from yeah. you. You're not going to be prompted to give to him in the no, same way. No. Your love for him is more lavish than repaying I'm, him. I'm not giving. I'm not giving to him based off of what he did. I'm giving him unconditionally. Yeah. I'm yeah. giving to him because he's my son. Because I love him. You know. Because he, you know, it's an unconditional thing, and it's easy to watch broadcasts like this that say like how to get your harvest, yeah. how to receive, yes. and turn it yeah. into that list. And so yeah. that's what I'm. That's what I would do when I would watch these things. Is I'd make the list and then no. I'd do the things, and it wasn't working. And it's because the heart wasn't connected it, to it. it. Great, great, great closure on what you're saying. But no, it's not about just checking the box. It's actually checking our character mm -hmm. and getting our character and our heart and yeah. our belief and our and our why yeah. right. It's getting our why in the right place. And you know, thinking about Luke and and Christmas. I know for me, golly, I come Christmas. You know, Christmas Eve, and and we we I wouldn't say. I mean, we've discussed it multiple times. Both Nicole and I, you know, grew up, and I would say that we were poor. You know, in in what we had compared to other people. Now, I wouldn't say that we were poor compared to the world. The world, you know, there's there's so much more poverty than what we know in America. Our, our poverty in America is wealth is wealth in other nations. Yeah. And so people think they have it bad. They don't. And um, we are very, very blessed. It's yeah. a great country that God has helped us to have. And one of the things that, and, all, and if you don't know that, you need to travel around the world and go see some places. Um, you know, that's, that's the truth of the matter. But it, uh, one of the things I, let, let me give you an example of this. And there was, my dad went to Jamaica years ago and did a missions trip. He and my mom did. And they went there and there was a little boy. And I think the boy was turning five. And he said, uh, this, and this is basically how I remember it going. I remember the end result. He said, it's my birthday, uh, today or tomorrow. And uh, it's my birthday. He said, you know what I want for my birthday? And, and my dad said, what? What do you want? He said, I want a big, bright red balloon with all expectation. That's what he wanted. For his birthday, that was his special gift, a big red balloon. Yeah. And we think we have it bad. Like that was, he was excited yeah. about that. You know, he was excited about a yeah. red balloon, a 10 cent balloon. That was his major wish. That yeah. was the top of it. So we don't have it bad in this, in this country. Mm -mm. And um, so anyway, we have, think about this though. It says you must become as a child uh, to receive the kingdom of God, Jesus said. And think about, um, you know, Christmas Eve, 
I would, uh, <laughs> I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, we weren't getting a, a lot compared to other people, but we were getting a lot, a lot for us. Yeah. I, I, would, I didn't know the difference. It wasn't until I was an adult that I saw it differently in that way. And, um, you know, we, a lot of times we had the off-brand toys and stuff. I mean, we had stuff every now and then. There were times where we had better years than other, but uh, man, I would get excited. Yeah. And uh, the girls and Luke, they'll be, I mean, the girls not not as much now like they, they sleep is a gift but um <laughs> but it uh they luke still daybreak on christmas morning he's at the top of the stairs and we generally wake up to to you know this like this, like his little feet at the top of the stairs, just like can't sit still. I'm so excited, I'm so excited. Hey, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? You know, yeah. and uh, he's excited. That's the kind of expectation that we need to have for the things of God. Yeah. And it's not just for the stuff. Yeah. It's, it's for anything that's related to God. Is it time yet? Is it time? That's the way we should be coming in on Sunday morning to services. Yeah. Is, is it time yet? You know, uh, two nights from now when uh, Pastor Terry's here. Is it time? Is it yeah. time yet? We need to be at that yeah. place. That's the kind of place that we need to be. And that's how we receive the real things yeah. of the kingdom of God. We're positioned in our heart. Is it time yet? Yeah. Is it time yet? Well, so. with every day too. Like it, not just services. Like services, obviously. But like this morning in prayer, we were praying, and what the Lord like reminded me of is today is no less supernatural yeah. than Thursday is going to be. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the same. That's He's right. The same God. So the same. Great. Great expectation point. you should have yeah. on Sunday morning or special services or stuff like that. Every Tuesday, yeah. you, it's a supernatural day because yeah. he's a supernatural That's God. That's right. That's right. Every, you know, in Tuesday night, we're going into impact. He's yeah. going to move in impact. Yeah. You know, he's going to move in that class because yeah. we're talking about him. Yeah. We're giving ourselves to Him. It's not a chore. It's a yeah. it's a great opportunity at your job, at your yeah. home. He's going to move in in the, He's going to move in that situation with the coworker yeah. that's that's been a jerk. You know, yeah. He's going to move in that. Are you? Oh, what's God going to do in this? See, yeah. we've got to have that expectation and be positioned to receive. Amen. So, amen. Y'all had some questions. If you have some questions about this, uh, definitely put that up. Kevin said earlier, um, he said, I wish that non-believers would realize that it is impossible for them to love anybody or without God. And, yeah, I do too, Kevin. And that's why I try to get across to people, especially when we're going into a wedding, is I want them to know, look, this is... This is very important. You yeah. are not going to be the same. So, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, I think one of the biggest hindrances to uh, being positioned to receive and something I've even been dealing with recently, honestly, that really helped me a lot was the, uh, the obstacle of not, not by feeling worthy. Um, that really cut me off a lot. Like I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to earn my position. I wanted to earn my ability to receive. And it really came down to faith, faith in yeah. what, what Christ has done. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I didn't want to receive it by faith. I wanted to earn it and I couldn't earn it. So I was just condemning myself, but yeah. applying that faith in that is something I really had to stop trying to logically earn it, apply yes. Faith, like we're yeah. talking about faith, yes. but I would, I mean, I, would you say that's probably one of the biggest obstacles I've had with receiving? Sure, and a, and a lot of people in that way. It, it's 
But the reason is they're looking at what they've done instead of what Christ has done. Yeah. So, you know, because what they're doing, their thoughts, their actions are in, right in front of their face. They're missing what he's done. Right. And they've missed the price that he paid. And so they feel that they need to pay a price. And so what that is, is it's just truly a lack of faith yeah. in what he's done because they really don't know they don't know really what Jesus has done. They might can answer the question right on a test, but it's not in their heart who yeah, he yeah. is and what he's done for them. And we've got to meditate on that. We've got to spend time on who he is yeah. and what Amen. he's done. Yeah. So. Even knowing, though, like knowing my identity in Christ, knowing what, what Christ has done for me, yeah. I still took that to a list and took that to, yeah. well, I need time to, to meditate on it and focus on it, and I need... I need to logically wrap my head around yeah. it instead of just applying faith. Yeah. Like I, I literally did, if there were 10 possible steps, I did yeah. all of them that didn't include faith. Your, <laughs> like your I was trying to do all. would be knowing all the steps and making sure that you step through them, yeah. each one of them. That, that became a payment to you. And it operates the same as actually making a payment. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You, it's, by faith, I believe this. I believe that God did this for me. I believe that this is accomplished. And Mark 11, uh, 23 and 24, I believe that I have right. received it. In other words, I'm not waiting on I believe I have it now. Yeah. So. I think one of the questions um, that I think Mark and I both had had very similar, we just came off of a fantastic week. Like the Lord yeah. did wonderful things. What I've seen historically, I know you've seen it as well, is it's like the summer camp thing. You're on a high. Yeah. It's amazing. Things are so good. You're receiving every single day because you're in yeah. it every single day. And then it's like the, the the camp feeling ends, the meeting feeling ends, and it's, oh, I'm going back to normal. And so what has happened is momentum yeah. has then left, and it's, yeah. it's almost deflating feeling. Yeah. So. For everybody who is a part of it, even if they weren't a part, you'll face stuff like this as you go through Christianity. How would you say you can continue receiving on that same level when the meetings are over? Like in as you get back into the normal yeah. routine. Yeah. Well, you need to see that what you're receiving in that service is, you know, services are special because they're designed to grow us. They're designed to and think about it like this. I think I think this is a great way to look at it. Services are designed to take us and raise us to yeah. a new level. But, now I want you to see this, as soon as we hit that new level, we're never designed to step back. Yeah, We're designed to bump up to a level and stay at that level. And the next service bumps up to another yeah. level and we stay there. So if our thinking is, oh, I'm, I'm at a level because I'm in a service. Right then the service becomes the payment, you see? But if I'm in a level because of the goodness of God and I'm just flowing in position with what he's told me to do, then I've reached a new level. There's no going back. You know, it's kind of like the, you know, the plastic zip ties. Mm -hmm. you, know, you get it going and without a lot of doctrine, you're not going to pull it back. It's, it's in there. It's only getting tighter, you know, yeah. and that's the way our blessing should be. And once you go up to a level, there shouldn't be going back. But see, we got to know that that's the will of God. Yeah. We've got to know that. Find, find the scripture real quick in the Sin Psalms. 
and uh, where it says every step gets brighter and brighter mm-hmm. it, to the noonday sun. You know, um, that might be Psalm 2, but, huh? Oh, buddy was looking at it. So you see what I'm saying? So what we see in God and the heart of God is that he wants you to step up to levels and never go back. So why is it that we think when we walk out the door, it's going to get worse? Right. I don't think that. Right. I think every every step is going to get brighter and brighter. Yeah. And uh, to the noonday sun, it's going to, did you find it? Isn't, but the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines even brighter into the perfect day. Yes. Yeah. Okay, it's Proverbs 4.18. Proverbs 4.18. Okay. I'm thinking of another one in Psalms. So, yep. That's it. So one, what translation was that? That was the New American Standard. Read it in the New Living. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines even brighter until the full light of day. To the full light of day. So, you know, when the sun comes out in the morning, it's like, oh, wow, there's the sun. But then as you go on, it just gets brighter and brighter and brighter yeah. until the noonday sun. And then it's like you step yeah. outside on a sunny day and it's, I can't even <laughs> hardly see it so bright. Yeah. You know, if you're taking pictures, if you know anything about photography, the the noonday sun's the worst time to take pictures because it's so bright, Mm -hmm. everything's, you know, overexposed. You actually want to wait, uh, wait for photography because it's so bright. That's the way our life's supposed to be, that it's just getting brighter and brighter and brighter and we're overexposed to God's goodness. You know, that's overexposed to his love. We're positioned to receive his love. So that's the way we're supposed to be. It's not supposed to go uh, back, you know. So there's, uh, they just put up the link. What was that from Sunday? The playlist. Oh, cool. There's the playlist for the two parts of life. Amen. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great point, Kevin. He says, when you look at a sundial uh, in the in the noon, I think it's at noon, uh, reflects no shadow because there, it's completely over overhead. There's no shadow because you're in like the perfect light. Yeah. And that's the way the Lord wants us. That's also a picture of the church as well because where the church is growing, 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 and it's growing into his glory. That's We're to be the glorious church. And that means if we're a glorious church, we never are stepping back. We're just stepping into brighter and brighter. He says in his word, you know, from glory to glory, yeah. you know, from glory to glory, we're moving up from faith to faith, from glory to glory. We're moving up. We're moving up. He's always causing us triumph. He's not. He's got no plans for our calamity yeah. to give us a future and a hope and for us to fare well in Jeremiah 29 and 11. It's only are we supposed to be going up. Well, when we start to realize that, see, now I can believe that by faith. When I see that in Scripture, yeah. now I have the Word of God I can put my yeah. faith on. So I'm not expecting to step out the doors and have a bad night right. after I leave service. I'm not expecting to have a bad morning after because I left service you know, on Sunday morning. So now Monday's, oh, it's back to work. No, I'm carrying service yeah. with me. Yeah. I'm car- so now I'm positioned to receive everywhere I go. Amen. Um, he told Joshua, no man will stand before you. I'll give you every place where the sole of your foot treads. Well, I, I I tread a lot of places. Yeah. You know, I walk into a lot of buildings. Everywhere I go, I expect the favor of God is following yeah. with me. Everywhere I go, the favor of God is following yeah. with me. Right? And that's not just for me. That's for every believer. Yeah. Every believer can walk in that. Well, and I think because we're in a service, if something spectacular happens, that's like the highest... Yeah, it's 
it's what our brain logic likes to think is that's that's God, amazing, and yeah. we're so quick to overlook things that are just as supernatural. Yeah. Like you started off yeah. the whole broadcast letting us know the testimony of the Lord helping you to solve a website problem yeah. that had plagued you for years. And the Lord unlocked it for you last night. Yeah. That's supernatural. Yeah. That's yeah. not a common thing. Yeah. That's that's the, your day getting brighter and brighter. Yeah, it's a great thing, you know, and uh, and that that's a part of it. That's the favor of God. I just when I got home last night, um, I it was everybody went to bed. I was awake. I felt I, I just felt a grace to get it accomplished. Yeah. So I sat down and just got through worked worked out the stuff. And um, a few hours later, I, it was done. Yeah. And I was like, glory to God, because it's something that's held over my head for a yeah. long time. And it was causing me issue. And I was it needed to be uh, it needed to be complete. Yeah. And I got it complete. And um, it was just one of those things like I don't have to do it today. I don't have to get through this today. It's yeah. going to take time to get through it. I don't have to, so I'm going to put it off. But every month it was costing me money. Yeah. And uh, from a financial standpoint, I should have done it a long time ago. But from a priority standpoint, sometimes you put those things off. It's yeah. like this is going to take time away from something else in the kingdom that's more of a priority. So I was willing to pay the price each month. And then all of a sudden I sit down, there's a grace to get it done. Yeah. And I got it done and it was easy and light and praise God. And it was great. Well, it so. reminds me of Reset. Like back when you started teaching Reset, that all of this, being positioned to receive, it reminds me of that because when you, when the Lord gave that to you, everything in the church changed. Mm -hmm. People started receiving more because they realized what you were preaching on last week. Yeah. What is the normal of God? Yeah. The normal of God is that He desires to abide with us. Yeah. Yeah. And there is that testimony, I'm sure you remember it too. There was a gentleman who came to the church and he was not a gentle gentleman. <laughs> like He was kind of a rougher guy, um, like gruff, not mean, just yeah. gruff. And he had a testimony, you called him up and in front of everybody, he's like, so this week, I decided I was going to trust pastor and I felt kind of weird and I asked the Lord to get in the truck with me and he's like but what I remember is he's like and he did and he was talking about how just driving down the road was different. Yeah. He realized that the Lord would yeah. go with him places. Yeah. And he started receiving totally different than he ever had before. It was awesome. It yeah. was. Yeah. And it, like, it helped me realize yeah. there's different. Like yeah. in that normal thing, God desires to be in it. And yeah. as soon as he's in it, it's not normal anymore. Yeah, and just, just to share with everybody what I was telling them to do was... In the reset, it's talking about resetting our fellowship with God to be a more intimate fellowship with Him yeah. where He's there all the time. And so I was encouraging people, when you wake up in the morning, I want you to purpose yourself. When you wake up in the morning, say, hello, Lord, yeah. you know, good morning, you know, and it, recognize His presence. He says, lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the earth. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Yeah. So recognize His presence by faith. Put faith on those promises that He gave us. Yeah. Recognize that. Notice Him first thing in the morning. Keep Him, keep in His presence. This is a great series. We're going to do it again soon. Amen. And um, uh, so recognize His presence. And recognize that he's there. But take it so far as not just like in your getting ready in the morning. When you get in your car to go to work, 
recognize he's right there in the car with you. Lord, I invite you into this car with me. I invite your presence in. And that's what he did. But he was doing it every day. And the Lord started ministering to him and he grew and he recognized he's with me. He's been with me the whole time. I just haven't been acknowledging him. He's been there. And when he acknowledged God, even though it didn't make logical sense, uh, all of a sudden things changed. And so cool. It was like my dad, when he got born again, You know, all of this is positioning yourself to receive. It's, yeah. it's putting a faith on this word, on what he's already said. And so my dad, uh, the guy, when he got born again, one of the things the guy asked him is, I want you to pray to God every day for a month. And he said, I'll, and he said I want you to read your Bible. I want you to do something else, maybe go to church. And, uh, but dad said, I'm not praying. I'm not, I'm not talking to somebody I can't see because that in his head was crazy. And it's just cause he didn't know God. He wasn't even born again yet, right. but eventually he did pray of course. And he got born again, but that's one of the powers of it is we, we are so where we've been walking so much by sight that we haven't taken these things and applied them by faith. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth, Jesus said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. See, we've been taught this idea that he's not really here. And many times that's a problem. Like, I can't feel God. He's not with me anymore. That's not true. Yeah. You know, that's not true. That's the devil lying to you. You know, that's the devil telling you that he's not there. That's your corrupted flesh telling you that. But that's not actually what God is saying. Right. Right. And so when we see that and recognize that, everything changes. So here's this guy who just took it to another level. Yeah. He just took it to another level. And when he did, everything changed. Mm-hmm. So, amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know y'all have questions we haven't even answered yet from a couple of days ago. So um, we'll jump into those more tomorrow. If you have questions on positioning yourself to receive, make sure you get those ready. You can drop them in the comments or you can go to whatsright.com and let us know about those. But well, I just, I felt led this week that we are to continue the conversation about just being positioned to receive. And these pieces would help people to start seeing our need for it. A lot of times when you talk like this, uh, you talk a day, people go, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. You talk for two days, it's like, okay, I can see that. You talk for three days, four days, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I really see this. Yeah. And it changes who we are. When we talked about the, uh, what's the series that I, I did, and it was months, that we just, yeah. having a full life in God's hands. And uh, I was talking about suffering. Right. And talking about biblical suffering and what it meant. And it's not what most people think. And uh, I was on that for three and a half months, three and a half months. And it was the last day I had somebody go, I finally got it today. I got it. And I said, see, that's why you repeat things. That's why you meditate on things. So what we did as a church is we meditated on the victory that God had in his word and then people started to get it. it. The last few weeks is when people really got it. And but most most of the time, most most churches, if we watch what they've done, they would have stopped it after a month. Four week series, we're done. Okay. People are checking out. Well, that's where a pastor needs to be. A pastor is like, all right, don't check out. Right. Hang in there with me. There's more in this. I know it feels like you've heard it before, but now you're you know. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it comes alive. 
And see, that's how you build trust in a group of people as well is mm -hmm. when you go through these things and then they go, Pastor was right, three and a half months and I finally got it. Well, now where's their trust level yeah. You know, with you as the pastor, as the leader? You're, now their trust level is like, no, he, he, he did it on, uh, you know, for a reason. He did it for, for a purpose. Right. And now I see that purpose. And so that's where we have to press through those things. And if people aren't hungry, then they're not hungry. You know, that's not my fault. And right. I, can't, I can't draw back from other people because somebody's not hungry. Yeah. I've got to give them what the Lord tells me to give them. And so as we, this is kind of the way I feel with this right here on the position to receive. You just bear with it. Hang on. There's some things that will unlock. It's kind of like chipping away a little yeah. bit at that flesh, chipping away a little bit of that worldly thinking, worldly thinking here, a little bit of corrupted thinking there, a little bit of fleshly habits there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you'll be right down to that heart yeah. that's ready to receive position to receive. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Amen. Kevin said, repetition until revelation. Yeah, in the New Testament, it says, I repeat these things so that when I'm gone, you'll remember them. Repetition is a part of the way that God gets it to us. That's one of the things that we brought up in, um, uh, in one of the series years ago is, how did you learn your, you know, the alphabet? You sang the song until you remember, you repeated that song and you can still sing that song today, you know? Uh, how did you, how did you remember, um, how did you, learn your multiplication tables, repetition. You yeah. know, how did you learn everything in grade school? Repetition, 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 yeah. repetition, until you had it, until you memorized it. But it, there's something in our, in our mind that as soon as we step out of high school or college, I don't need things repeated to me anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm beyond that. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we learn. Yeah. That's how we learn. We need to humble ourselves to repetition. Well, yeah. re while some, like people who will have hardened hearts, like repetition will like callous them. But what I've, what you just said reminded me of when You're, I started. That's a good statement. Repetition will callous a hardened heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hard-hearted person. But a soft, a person whose heart is humble to the Lord, repetition, it erodes that callousness until you get down to genuinely like the actual flesh, nothing built up. Like what it reminds me of is when I, when I started teaching kindergarten, obviously I know more than five-year-olds like when it comes to school. I have gone through it. I've graduated college. Like, I, but even as I was teaching kindergarten, like I remember particularly with handwriting, I was like, I know cursive, I know how to do this. Yeah. Just the fundamentals of how to do it, like it, I had it, yeah. I had the action memorized, but I couldn't communicate it. I couldn't teach it. I had to then relearn it for myself so I could wow. then communicate it to somebody else. Yeah. I knew how to do it for me, but I couldn't then pass it on to somebody. And if yeah. I don't know how to communicate to pass on, I'll never get to a point where I'm replicating. Be a good disciple maker. Uh, yeah. Never. I would say, like we said, replication will callous hardened heart. The hardened heart's already calloused and hardened. I would say repetition uh, really, you're on you're on the right path, and I I know exactly what you're trying to say. Repetition will uh, irritate a, yeah. a hardened heart. That's better. Yeah, repetition will irritate a calloused person. Um, it'll get under their skin, and that's where that person. That's what my statement was. We need to humble ourselves to repetition because repetition will actually break us through. Yeah. I remember one time we were. Um, I remember one time we had a thing where we were teaching and training 
and the Lord told me to do this, and, and it, it made me laugh because the Lord told me to do the, um, the Books of the Bible song. You remember? Oh, I do. Yeah, and uh, man, all the ladies were good with it, but the men were not. The, I mean, the men were not. It was a really fun it, start to it the It literally, class. it knocked some people out. It sure did. Like, it, it took them out of their place, and that's what needed to be exposed. See, they were so, uh, so much in pride, they couldn't sing a silly song that reminded them of being a schoolboy, and that's the issue, and that's yeah. why God told me to do it, was to reveal that. Yeah. And some saw it, and they fixed it, and some didn't, and it was... And it really put pressure on. I didn't like, my flesh didn't like singing that song either. But it doesn't matter what my flesh likes. I need. I needed to know it more than I needed my flesh, you yeah. know, stroked. You yeah. know, I didn't need, I, oh, poor flesh. You know, I, I know, I know. You know, I too bad flesh, get over it, you know. I need to know these things. And so it was. it was one of those things where, it was funny to me because I knew the Lord told me to do it. But I was surprised at that. And see, that's a, that's not position to receive when we have a hardened heart and a calloused heart, and that repetition will irritate that. Yeah. It will it will grate on it. And uh, but repetitions of God, and we need that repetition in our lives. That's that's part of the reason why we need to you know c- confess those things. So fun fact: we're going into that impact class next for year one and two. So get ready to <laughs> sing, guys. <laughs> that's good, Kevin. Kevin said, "Great, great's on my nerves." Every time I hear somebody sing that song, now I know that that's awesome. You know, it's it's one of those things where I watched, I watched, especially the men in particular. Yeah. One person didn't get over it. Yeah. They did not get over it, and they ended up leaving the church over that, singing yeah. that song. Can you imagine yeah. singing a song to learn something about the Bible yeah. got them so out of whack in their flesh that they couldn't receive? It's, it's yep. one of the straws that pushed a person over. And uh, that's, it's amazing that that happens. But we can let something so small take us out of the place where God planted yeah. us. It knocked several people out of impact. Yeah. Like yeah. It, 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 Which is fine the with church, me. Yeah. But they literally, like, they stepped out of place. It's not a small thing. It no. sounds small, but it's not. Well, again, repetition will irritate a calloused and hardened heart. And, and what I said, we need to humble ourselves to repetition. Yeah. And um, so that's doing the right things. You know, there's the small foxes that ruin the vine. It's that daily method of operation, doing those small things correctly. Um, that's We need to make sure that we have those things in place. And yeah. our humility is a big, big deal. Amen. So, amen. Position to receive. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. And uh, we praise God for you. If you would like to sow today into the broadcast, not just today, but every day, any day. And what we're doing, I feel like I got to sneeze. <laughs> and um, if you would like to sow, you can go to giveww.org. And uh, you can give one time or you can give recurring yeah. gifts. Uh, we have people that do that all the time. And uh, you can give by PayPal, Venmo, uh, Cash App. Uh, Facebook, cryptocurrency, text to give, all that stuff is really easy. You can find all the information at giveww.org. And uh, our job is to take anything that you're sowing and to multiply it through our actions. Let the Lord get the harvest in the best way possible. We treat, let me just tell you this, we treat every seed, every seed 
that people give, we treat it as holy. It is important to us. It We honor it because we recognize this yeah. is very, very important to God, and it's very important to you and your future because seed determines the harvest of your life. So we're dealing with the destiny of your life. We treat it like that, and we don't just flippantly throw seed around. No, no we hear from the God so that we hear from the Lord, the God. We hear from the Lord so that we can advance the kingdom at the best efficiency and the best productivity by listening to him and being right. obedient, being in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. And so your seed is going to further this gospel all over the world. There's people that are uh, calling in, giving us testimonies all the time about what they're doing. Hi, and Kevin so, Nowicki. You're honking the horn. <laughs> is that you. him? That is yeah, <laughs> definitely Kevin Nowicki. If it's there's, not you, there's a doppelganger. If you, if you couldn't hear it, there was a big horn out, out on the road. <laughs> I was like, please don't hear a crash after that horn. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so we praise God for you. And so our job is to uh, receive that seed and to make sure that it goes to the right things, but also to bless you just like Melchizedek blessed Abram. So Father, we receive anybody who's giving today, no matter what size it is, we receive. Let it be multiplied by their heart to give in Jesus' name. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over, multiplied exponentially and multiplied quickly in Jesus' name, we thank you, we praise you, and we give you all of the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for your input and question. Thank you. It was, Kevin. It was, yeah, I see that. <laughs> I was like, could not. So. That's his greeting. That's how we know it's Tim going yeah, by. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. I wasn't thinking. I, I That's only happened twice while I've actually been here to hear it, so I'm not used to it yet. But anyway, no. y'all have anything else? Mm, no, sir. Amen. We love you. Here is Buddy to wrap it up. We will see you tomorrow. Thank you so much for joining us today for Lunch Plus. We want to give you a couple quick announcements before we hop off the air. First up, this Thursday... Oh, we're so excited about it. about it. This Thursday, we have special guest, Pastor Terry Shuttlesworth is going to be here at Boomerang Church uh, this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. for a special Miracle Breakthrough service. We want to invite you guys to be a part of that. If you're able to be here in-house, this is going to be one of those meetings that you want to be a part of. We also want to let you know that uh, coming up, we have, let's put the graphic up on the screen because I forget what it is. Is there nothing else? There, there was something else, and it's blanking my mind. But I'm sure it was good. Um, but anyway, what, we'll share that with you guys tomorrow, um, because I forget what it is. But guys, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us today for Lunch Plus. We'll see you tomorrow at 11.30. It's going to be awesome. We'll see you then. Have a great day. Bye, guys.